This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my amazing co-host with the most, Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? How are you doing today? Sean, I am stupendalicious today. Delicious. Oh, yeah. Deliciously <laughs> stupendous. Wow. Love it. Thank you. Loves that. Thank you very much. It Delicious. feels great. Yes. Bombastic. Oh, fantastic. Lava, lava. <laughs> I like it. Thank it's you. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's been a little, people don't know this. We got a little delay in time because we banked some shows, but I haven't seen you in a little bit. Right. So I'm glad to be back in here rocking it out. Exactly. And I was having withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get your Sean fix. That's Gotta right. get the Model That's Health right. Show fix. Well, the easy way to that is to download a new episode. Exactly. Exact Mundo. <laughs> and we've got an amazing episode today. Oh, Super yeah. excited. It's gonna be great. Super excited. We're gonna be talking about hormones. And we've got one of the foremost experts. On Le Planet, yes. here today to talk about it. We've got mm-hmm. Dr. Sarah Godfrey on, and it's going to be amazing. Can I, I know. Scream? Can I scream? <laughs> Hold it in. Mm-hmm. Hold okay. it in. Okay. Let it explode later. Yes. <laughs> so, but before we get to our amazing guests and our amazing show, let's give a quick shout out to our oh, show sponsor, OnIt.com. Let me tell you how I sustained myself in your absence. Really? Really now? Yes. That green protein powder. Yeah. Is, Earth Grow Nutrients. Oh, my God. Goodness. Yeah. And the shroom tech. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking you. it was for you and all that hardcore <laughs> weightlifting performance out there yeah. in Super World. But man, what it does for a mama. Mm-hmm. Would you look at that? Would, would you, you look, look at, at it? it? <laughs> just have a look. Come over here. Yeah. So when I get that shroom tech, I just say, would you look at would it? Would you look at it? Just take a look. <laughs> now, I'm t- see, I told you, you know, man. This, the thing is, is like, you know, Everybody thinks they're supposed to take supplements just as like a health insurance thing. Mm-hmm. We really don't notice a difference with a lot of things. I didn't you know? believe you when but you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's I the thing. And I so notice a difference. Yeah, but that energy that you get, it's not like this like kind of spiked out, you know, caffeine jittery. Mm-mm. It's this, you can't really explain it. You know, it's, it's a very calm, present sort yes. of energy, you it's know, wonderful. and it's, it's based off of real solid science dating back, you know, 5,000 years of documented history with cordyceps mushrooms, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. And having that in this formula, is, it's <laughs> it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. So the shroom tech, yes. one of our favorite things, obviously one of Jade's favorite I, things I right was, now. I have not had coffee in three days. That right there, that's a miracle. And look at me. That's a miracle. She's exactly. got a miracle pants on. <laughs> I love yes. that. Yeah. With some miracle shoes. And some miracle shoes. Miracle so. bag on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the shroom tech is absolutely amazing. It's my pre-workout. And also the hemp force. Yeah. One of the best things ever. That is the most high quality, most bioavailable protein for the human body mm-hmm. is going to be found in hemp. It's got the albumin, the adestin that's unique to hemp. That is the most usable protein structure for the human body. And it's not an accident that it has such a resonance with the human body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a storied food. It's been around for thousands of years, but only recently in our society has it kind of been pushed out by, you know, corporate interests, pharmaceutical interests. Sure. You know, so now the hemp force is actually being sourced from Canada, mm-hmm. you know, so they're bringing it in it's here. Okay there. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all right up there and mm-hmm. the, our friends mm-hmm. in the north. And they're bringing it down here and creating a great formula to make it actually taste good right. because <laughs> word on the street, which is a real word, 
taking the hemp by itself, like plain hemp, like the hemp cake, it tastes like sand a la dirt, you know, <laughs> a la dirt. and it's just not a pleasurable experience, but they've got an amazing formula that they created and it's something special, you know, so definitely do yourself a favor, give the hemp force a try, try out the shroom tech mm-hmm. as a pre-workout or as a pre-mom, right. you know, getting into your work day. It's <laughs> amazing stuff. Constantly. Go to onit.com mm-hmm. forward slash model for 10% off your supplements and also, you can use the coupon code Model Health. One word, Model Health. Now, let's go ahead and get into the iTunes review of the week. Well, this is wonderful to hear from Mr. Kyle O'Brien. Said it's the best health show on iTunes. Five stars, Sean. Another five stars. I recently found the Model Health show, and I have already listened to nearly all of the episodes. It's that good. Sean is extremely knowledgeable, and it's obvious that he truly cares about every one of his listeners. I've listened to a lot of health podcasts, but this one is definitely my favorite. On top of the great info, Sean and Jade are so entertaining, they make being healthy cool, sure is, which is not easy in today's day and age. Also, I recently asked Sean a question on Facebook, and he got back to me within a couple of days with a very personal response. It really meant a lot to me that he was willing to help me out with an answer. Keep up the great work, guys. I love this show. And I know you are helping so many people, and I will continue to spread the word. Wow. That is incredible. Thank you so much, Kyle. That's amazing. And everybody, thank you so much for leaving these reviews. We are reading all of them. It totally, number one, it helps to spread the message of the show. It helps to get the show out there and to get it into more people's hands. And also, it really just personally really fulfills me to to get this feedback. So it does. thank you so very much for sharing that. Now, let's go ahead and get into the topic of the day and our amazing guest. Mm -hmm. So today we've got on Dr. Sarah Godfrey. Dr. Sarah is an MD, physician, author, speaker, and an overall amazing human being. She's a Harvard slash MIT trained physician scientist with more than 20 years of experience. And straight up, she is the real deal. Mm -hmm. She is the Mm -hmm. real deal. And she's the kind of doctor that every single person needs to have on their team. And as an integrative physician practicing functional medicine, she doesn't treat problems or even symptoms. She treats people and specializes in getting to the root cause of diseases. She's also a yoga teacher, a mom, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, which I have here in my hand, Mm -hmm. The Hormone Cure. Can I touch that? (laughs) You can find out more (laughs) about her, the book, and a whole lot more over at Sarah Gottfried md.com we like to welcome to the model health show dr sarah godfrey how you doing today sarah hey sean i'm so good hi jade hi everybody (laughs) awesome i got your book right here in my hand and i gotta tell you i've marked up so many of the pages with this hot can you see all this jade (laughs) bananas it is so amazing book to go with your highlighter (laughs) (laughs) right right (laughs) so amazing dr sarah and you know it's such a privilege to have you on and talk to you and I don't know if a lot of people know about your background and your story and how you kind of got into this. So can you tell us all about you? Many people know that obviously you're a Harvard educated physician. You've helped a lot of people all over the world get their health back. But how did you get your start? What inspired you to create your integrative practice? I know there was a lot of influence there from your grandmother as well. So please tell us about how you became the superhero that you are. Sure. Well, you know, this. it's interesting, Sean, because... I would say I was trying to be a superhero 
when I was in my 30s. Mm. So I'm going to turn back the clock here a little bit to when I was in my mid-30s. And I was trying to be a super mom. I was trying to be a super wife and a super doctor. But the truth was that I was fat, frazzled, frumpy, and just not living the kind of life that I wanted. I did what many women do in this situation. I went and saw my doctor. And I told him, listen, I've got PMS. I have this spare tire around my waist that won't disappear. I can't lose the weight. I don't want to have sex with my husband. I didn't think life would be so hard, you know, for me as a working mom in my 30s. And that was my defining moment, Sean, because I sat there in his office. I can still remember sitting on his exam table. I've got one of those paper gowns on. I'm shivering because it's cold. I'm waiting for about an hour for him. I tell him the story, and he basically offers me an antidepressant. Mm. And he tells me I need to exercise more and eat less. And why don't I take a birth control pill? Because that solves every hormonal problem a woman has. Mm. So at first I heard that, and I just was like, ah, that doesn't feel right. Like, it's not addressing the root cause. It's not, it's not speaking to these specific problems that I have. And then I got angry because I I felt like millions of women were being told this very same thing. So I had a hunch that my problem was hormonal. I I took his prescriptions, but I didn't fill them. I tested my hormones, and I found that my hormones were way out of whack. My cortisol was three times what it should have been. That's the main stress hormone. I had estrogen dominance. My thyroid was slow. It took me four weeks to correct those problems, but it changed everything everything. So it made me go from being this fat, frumpy, frazzled, unhappy mid-30-year-old woman to feeling so, so much joy, dropping 25 pounds and doing it with less exercise and just shifting what I ate. Mm. So that's how I got started. It really, you know, I did it in my own body and then I took it to my patients. Mm for the next 10 years. And, and then that led to writing my book, The Hormone Cure. That's kind of how I got started. So I, I wouldn't say it's a superhero story. It's more like an anti-superhero story. <laughs> I stopped trying to be super mom and trying to be super wife and super right. doctor. But I got my hormones back into balance. Yeah. And that changed everything. Of course, that's pretty standard in our world today that a lot of women, they're led to believe that they need to be, you know, the omega woman, you know, and they've got so much stuff going on. But it's interesting, too, you know, reading your story that you you have a little bit of a leverage point in the background with your grandmother. You had like a reference point for things, not just kind of being this cookie cutter. I go to the doctor and he gives me birth control and that's supposed to solve my problems. So talk a little bit about your grandmother and that experience when you were a kid. You got it. So this is actually my great grandmother. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And she, yeah, she was totally cool. So I grew up with a great-grandmother who would visit us. I I was raised in Maryland, suburban Maryland. She lived in California. And she would show up at our house with these suitcases of kale and wheat berries. And she was a whole foodist way before it became popular. She really believed that the answer to health is not found in a prescription pill bottle. Instead, it's found in the way that you architect your life, the way that you eat, move, think, and supplement. So that gave me a legacy that... I seem to have forgotten through my medical training, but then it just hit me right between the eyes when I was in my mid-30s, and I realized, okay, prescriptions are not the answer to health. The answer to health is the way that you you 
design your life, your lifestyle. Yeah. If you, if you didn't have that reference point, I mean, your life could have took a whole different track, you know, in that moment on the doctor's table yourself, you know, but I really feel that, you know, when we get certain seeds planted, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they blossom at the, at the right time, you know, and we're all thankful even for your great grandmother because she's helped to impact the world at large, you know, in the lives of so many people and so many women. And, but of course today, everybody, we're going to be talking about women's hormones and as well as men's. And, And first of all, Women's hormones affect us a lot, you know, so, <laughs> so you we want you to be happy. Hormones. Happy wife, happy life. That's, that's, right. that's the real deal. <laughs> so with that said, let's go ahead and dive in and talk a little bit about this, the, these hormones, you know. So what are hormones, Dr. Sarah? Can you tell us about that and why do they even matter so much? Yeah, hormones are interesting. I think of them as text messages in the body. They're hidden, they're sometimes a little mysterious, but they are controlling so many different things. If you look at the root of the word, it's actually from the Greek word hormone, which means to set in motion or to excite. Mm. So what do they do? They rule your life. They control your appetite and your passions. They turn children into adults. They drive what you're interested in. The effects are more profound than you can imagine. And if you understand hormones, you will understand yourself in ways that I think are so crucial, especially where you may be falling short, such Mm. as with belly fat or food addiction or low sex drive or even hair loss. You know, these hormones control so much of your biology, and I think most people just don't understand them. So I'm on a mission to really help people understand them, to not make it a dirty word, be hormonal. Like, we want to figure out, okay, how do we get these hormones to be working for you, not against you? Right. Yes. Yes. You know, and for for a lot of people, you know, it's kind of getting to a more visceral thing when they when they hear terms like hormones and understand the utility value of knowing about this yourself. And I really like how in your book you talk about, you know, not just being a physician who's kind of dictating to your patient, but your partner in, in working with them. And oftentimes you've got to find that that emotional trigger for people. And as you know, a lot of times it's the physical appearance. You know, and one of the things that I talk about a lot is the fact that your hormones are actually dictating what your body does Mm -hmm. with the food that you eat. You know, we've got this society, as you know, this Dr. Sarah, where we're really focused on managing calories. And that's what your doctor was telling you as well was exercise more, eat less, you know, expend more energy than you're taking in via these calories. In reality, your hormones are actually dictating what the calories do once they get into your body. It's that powerful. So if your hormones are or off even just a little bit, it can be a totally different communication or text message that shows up. You know, you might be trying to text, you know, I love you and ends up being like, I want to punch you in your kidney. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's so important to understand that. You said that so beautifully, Sean. I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the hormones are controlling those text messages. They are the text message and they, you know, if you basically are having the I love you text messages, you're going to be really happy in your body. You're going to be, you know, just like brimming with energy. Your hair is going to be shiny and stain on your head. You're going to have the kind of sex drive that you want. You're going to feel vital when you wake up in the morning. But if those text messages are, I want to punch you in the face, then everything you eat is going to get stored as fat. Right. 
Right. Then that, you're going to have a slow metabolism. You know, maybe you're going to have the hair loss and the fatigue and the depression. So I, I totally agree with this point you're making about hormones. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, because you focus on three major hormones for women in the book. I mean, you focus on many more than that, but there are three major ones that, that women need to pay attention to. And also tell us about the three major hormones that men need to pay attention to. So what are they and what are the difference? Well, we're going to get into the biochemistry, and I have to say, whenever we go into biochemistry land, I think it's important to have some fun. So yeah. I like to think of the three main hormones for women as your hormonal Charlie's Angels, and those are your cortisol, your thyroid, and your estrogen. Those are the top three that I find really determine what matters most to women. And for the guys, I like to call it the hormonal three amigos, cortisol, thyroid, testosterone. And you're right, there's many other hormones that are important. We could talk about insulin and leptin and testosterone for women, but those three, I find, are the most important when it comes to feeling vital. Mm, yes, mm -hmm. yes. So let's actually start with the cortisol. That's a big catchword today. Mm. You know, it's a, everybody knows it's a stress hormone, but we're really in fear of it. We're, we're led to believe that it's bad, but it's not all bad. It's just kind of a problem when it gets out of balance. So where, how's cortisol even produced? Where is it produced? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, cortisol, you're right. I mean, the idea here is you want to be in a happy medium place with all of these hormones. Mm -hmm. So with cortisol, when you've got cortisol in that Goldilocks position where it's not too high, not too low, you're good. Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you with your blood sugar, your blood pressure, your immune system. What happens with cortisol is that you've got these parts in your brain that determine how much cortisol you make. Mm -hmm. So there's the amygdala. That's the part of the brain that is always looking on the horizon for something dangerous or a threat. Yeah. Your amygdala then talks to your hypothalamus in your brain and your, your pituitary. And I think of those as being the control tower mm -hmm. for cortisol and also your other hormones. But cortisol is the number one most important. Those parts of your brain, the pituitary and the hypothalamus, then talk to your adrenal glands. Those are the endocrine glands that are in your mid-back, right above your kidneys. They're kind of like these little hats on top of your kidneys. Mm -hmm. That's where you make cortisol. You make a few other things there too, but cortisol is like the, the big kahuna. It is the boss of all the other hormones in your body. And that's why I like to talk so much about cortisol because it's not something to be afraid of. What we want to do is we want to figure out okay, how do we get cortisol really working for us? How do we get it working for the team instead of, you know, having to defend against it? I think that it was a mutual friend of ours, Dr. Pedram Shojai, who kind of brought to my attention that, you know, it's, it's somewhat of a binary system with the adrenals. You know, if you're producing a lot of cortisol, you're not producing the, the right amount of like DHEA, which is really important for building your sex hormones, for mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. you know? So if you're constantly stressed, then you're probably going to have some issues with your sex drive, with body fat storage and all that kind of stuff. And I'm so glad that you brought up this point about the amygdala being kind of one of the, the roots of our issues with cortisol today, because that part of the brain, that's like our reptilian brain, right? Mm -hmm. Which I, in the book, he was like, that kind of freaks you out. So you call it something <laughs> else. But we all have it. And our, our brain has kind of evolved from there, from the limbic brain, and then our more evolved frontal cortex, which really makes us human. But that amygdala 
is all about survival. That's all it's concerned about, like fighting, you know, avoiding death and, and eating. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's very, very primitive, very, mm-hmm. very primal. And in our world today, we don't have threats like we we did during our evolution. You know, like we're walking down the street. We can just put on a podcast and go about our business. <laughs> we don't got to worry about a bear jumping out or whatever, you know. And so what we do today in our world is that because we're so hardwired to look for problems, we, we have so much opportunity to think about potential problems, you know. And I think that's part of the core reason why a lot of us are stressed out today. You know, it's because we've got a lot more opportunity and time on our hands and we've our minds are so expansive that we sometimes make up problems you know or we put too much energy into them too much worry Mm -hmm. because of our survival needs are handled and that part of a brain doesn't know how to calm down you know oh wow so i think that this is important part to bring up why you know you've actually integrated yoga meditation how are those things valuable in our world today where everybody's so busy-minded and we've got so much going on you just said so many fantastic things. I, I don't even know where to start. I'm gonna I'm gonna begin first with that binary system because I, I think that's such a crucial point. You know, if if for our listeners today, if you learn nothing else, I think learning what we mean by this binary system is really crucial. The idea is that if you're running around from task to task, deadline to deadline, you know, staying up too late, not getting the sleep that you need, if you are you know, quick to feel anger or you just feel negative a lot of the time, chances are you've got a problem with cortisol. And cortisol is the top priority in the body. It's almost like the mafia. (laughs) And it can really take over your hormonal system. So that in that binary system, what we mean, another way to put it is that you're going to make cortisol no matter what, especially if you're a stress case, like I was in my 30s. And it's going to be at the expense of making some of these other lovely hormones. You mentioned DHEA, but it's also going to make you make less progesterone, which both men and women need. It helps us feel calm. It's like nature's Valium. You're not going to make as much testosterone, so you're not going to see the response in the gym that you want to see. It's going to be hard to get lean. So we want to do the unlock for cortisol first and foremost. I think that's just a really crucial point for our listeners to take away. Now, you asked me about the unlocks, and I have such a long list of unlocks. I think I've got about 97 in the book because, Sean, I I have people who come to see me. They work with me online. They do a detox with me or I'm on sabbatical from seeing patients right now. But they would come to see me and they'd just say to me at the beginning, straight up, Dr. Sarah, I know you're a yoga teacher. I know you teach meditation and I'm just not going to go there. Like I go to a yoga class and I want to shoot myself. I'm so bored out of my mind. And so I really believe in creating a long a la carte menu Mm -hmm. of different things you can do to unlock cortisol. And of course there's supplements that work. There's various ways of hitting the pause button beyond the yoga and meditation. There's many ways that you can address cortisol that is out of control. That's like a runaway train. That's awesome. And, and I'm so glad that you said that too, to clarify, because yeah, in the, there's so much, you know, there's so much that you can do. And it's really about finding the thing that's appropriate for yourself. The most important thing is that you do something, you know, if you don't feel good, Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. opportunity, so much opportunity to do something about it. And that's really what you've done is kind of empower people again, you know, and in this, I feel every single woman, this is like mandatory reading Uh right here, Uh the hormone cure 
there's just a couple of books that when you're when you're born, you need to get them in your hands. You know, this is one of them. Okay. Sleep Smarter is the when other you're one. Born. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love your book, Sleep Smarter. Thank you so much. And it really pairs nicely. And I, I'm going to come back and talk about that in a little bit, actually, about kind of how the sleep and, and the circadian rhythms and all that kind of stuff matters with our hormones. But first, I want to ask you about, and, and this is something I got so many people Facebook messaging and, and sending me questions because they knew I was going to be interviewing you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to try to be more broad about this because there's so many questions, but to, to drill down and get everybody kind of as much comprehensive information as I can. And one of the things would be, okay, so we know about the hormonal Charlie's Angels and the hormonal three amigos or three ninjas. <laughs> I think it'd be cool. <laughs> so Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I think that was a movie that's like you, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, so anyways, so you. but <laughs> so what are some of the symptoms of those three hormones being out of balance so that people can maybe get a little bit of a, a leg up on seeing what, what might be the issue for them. So let's start with cortisol. So what are the symptoms, some of the symptoms of cortisol being maybe too high or too low? Sure. Well, when it comes to cortisol, this applies to both men and women, but women actually have more trouble with cortisol than, than men do. Mm. makes me sad as a feminist to say that, but it's true. <laughs> so here's some of the key symptoms that I see over and over again in my practice. Feeling wired, but tired. Kind of a weird combination of the two. Feeling like you're, you're racing from one task to the next. Feeling anxious, like you can't stop worrying about the things that are beyond your control. You can't sleep. Either you have difficulty falling asleep or you have disrupted sleep. Maybe you wake up at 1 or 2 or 3 a.m. Having memory lapses or attention deficit, especially when you're under stress. And here's a huge one. Oh, my gosh. This is about 80% of the people I work with. Sugar cravings. Mm -hmm. So feeling like you need carbohydrates. And we're not talking about sweet potatoes. We're talking about the latte or the the chocolate cake, things along those lines. Cinnabon. (laughs) Exactly, Cinnabon. Skin problems. Now, this is when a lot of people don't connect to cortisol, but eczema, thin skin. So I'm talking here about actual thin skin and also just feeling like you're so raw, like your skin is too thin psychologically. Bone loss, which I know is part of your story, Sean. Yeah. High blood pressure we see with high cortisol. With low cortisol, we can see low blood pressure. I can't tell you how many patients have come to me over the years who've said, my blood pressure is 90 over 60. Isn't that great? And I'm just, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to say to them, darling, you're not getting enough blood flow to your brain. (laughs) Your cortisol is so low, we got to fix it. So those are pretty typical symptoms of cortisol issues. For people who are in that burnout phase where they've been high cortisol for a while, maybe they've got some depression and you know, we know 50% of people with depression actually have high cortisol. You can actually burn out the ability of your adrenals to make cortisol and then you can start to just feel tired, no stamina, decreased problem solving ability and you know, just that sense of overwhelm that I think so many people have these days. You can have salt cravings, mm-hmm. muscle weakness, and easy bruising. It can also start to affect your thyroid. Should I mention some of the symptoms yes, of thyroid? Absolutely. Okay, so you know, the interesting part here is these hormones crosstalk. It's not like they exist in a vacuum and they're right. separate. They can take each other down. You know, my problem when I was in my mid thirties was that my cortisol was three times what it should have been, and that was slowing down my thyroid and giving me 
estrogen dominance. But let's go to the thyroid next. Mm -hmm. The most common things that I see with the thyroid are feeling tired, weight gain, hair loss, mood issues. So about 20% of people with depression have a problem with their thyroid. You can also have this puffiness. I especially see this in women of a certain age, like starting around 35 or 40. You know, you may gain more weight with your period or just feel like you're retaining fluids more than you used to. You can also have problems with your cholesterol. A lot of people don't realize that low thyroid can give you, you know, high bad cholesterol like LDL. So those are some of the symptoms of cortisol and thyroid. Do you want to also talk about estrogen? Absolutely. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, especially okay. the estrogen dominance. Estrogen dominance. So here's, here's what you see with estrogen dominance. And this affects about 80% of women over the age of 35. It's just amazing to me how common it is. So this is where you start to see PMS, rapid weight gain, and it's really hard to lose it, especially at the hips and the butt. And that's true for the guys, too. You can get estrogenic fat deposits mm-hmm. at your hips and your butt and man boobs. You can have increased bra cup size, breast tenderness, fibroids, endometriosis, feeling more weepy, you know, like you're watching a TV commercial and you get a little misty. That's not normal. That's probably estrogen dominance. It can also give you abnormal pap smears, migraines, brain fog, a red flush on your face, which some people get diagnosed with rosacea, and gallbladder problems. So that's all estrogen dominance. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm sure that a lot of people listening are like, yeah, I have that or I have that. Mm -hmm. And in the book, in The Hormone Cure, there's a pretty substantial amount of questions, you know, questionnaires that you take people through and helping people to really help them to uncover instead not like diagnose, like I've, I've got this problem, I'm owning the problem, but for you to uncover what the potential issue could be and for you to do something about it. Now, I really love the fact that you point out that you really encourage people to to turn to these questionnaires first, a really in-depth questionnaire rather than going and getting a hormone panel done right off the bat. Why is that? There's a couple of reasons. First is I want to save your money and I'd rather you be super targeted about the hormones that you test. You know, if you don't have a problem with your thyroid or with your testosterone, then why spend the money testing it? The other reason that I want people to do the questionnaires first, or even I've got a free online quiz that people can do. The other reason is that you can have a problem with something called hormone resistance. And I imagine many of our listeners know about insulin resistance, where your cells become numb to insulin and insulin starts to climb. But you can have other types of hormone resistance where, for instance, your thyroid numbers look good, but you have 10 symptoms of low thyroid. So sometimes the blood work or the saliva testing doesn't correspond to the symptoms. And I think it's really crucial to look at both. Right. Because really, you know how you feel. Right. And those numbers don't tell the whole story, you know. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's really about having an intelligent inspection first, you know, and, and asking questions, asking questions of yourself. Just taking the time to sit down and just go through some of these questionnaires is really powerful in helping you to target things. Whereas even with hormones, as you know, too, is that, you know, it, it's a real brief snapshot of what's going on in your body. And even that is so, it can vary so much, you know, depending on the amount of sleep you got, depending on the tasks that you have to do that day, what you ate, 
You know, it can be a, a lot of variables, but there are some things that can be obviously very helpful with getting a hormone panel done. But the first thing, and, and I just really want to echo that, is that doing these questionnaires is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Now, with that said, so we talked about some of the symptoms related to having some issues with cortisol, with the thyroid, with estrogen. Now let's talk about a little bit of what, what are some of the things, maybe two or three tips that we can do to help to really optimize these hormones and to have some, I think you say like rock star hormone function. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we're born, we, you have the birthright to feel like a rock star. I, I think it's, it's so crucial to realize that, that you don't have to settle with feeling tired as you get older or feeling like you have a muffin top. These things are totally amenable to change. So here's some tips for change. Maybe we could take there cortisol first because yeah. that's the most important unlock. So I'm going to say first and foremost, sleep smarter. How about that? Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. You know, here's what we know. When you don't get a good night's sleep, even one night, that raises your cortisol. And it just, it's part, it's like this domino effect throughout your day where the high cortisol is going to make your thyroid not work as well. You're not going to have as much testosterone. You're not going to feel as vital. You're probably not going to want to have sex. And it all begins with having that good night's sleep where you wake up in the morning and you're just like, ah, mm -hmm. that was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I think sleep smarter is really crucial. And of course, everyone needs to read your book to get <laughs> those solutions. Another one is, you know, I like to help people feel better fast. And one of my favorites when it comes to high cortisol is rhodiola. Mm -hmm. yeah. So rhodiola is one of those proven herbal therapies. I've got a three-step process for correcting these hormones, but rhodiola is so effective at helping people change their mood and change their cortisol inside of an hour. It's one of those supplements that people call you know, seven friends about when they start mm -hmm. taking it. I just think it's really powerful. And then the third would be to really figure out, okay, how am I going to hit the pause button every day as a practice? Like, how am I going to do it? You know, I, I mentioned that I happen to love yoga and meditation. I do that every morning. I even have Pedram, my co-host on the Health Bridge. He's got me doing Qigong. I really like that too. I do that for about 14 minutes every morning. Other things you can do include calling a girlfriend. And Sean, here's, you're probably an exception to this, but here's, here's what we learned from the chief of psychiatry at Stanford. He said, if you're a guy and you want to improve your health, be with a woman. Hmm. If you're a woman and you want to improve your health, be with your girlfriends. So I would say, you know, my takeaway is call a girlfriend. I, I think actually calling Sean Stevenson would actually improve your cortisol as well. <laughs> some say, some say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so powerful. So powerful. And it really boils down to something so simple and so basic. And we all want this stuff. Like we want to get mm -hmm, a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. It feels good. You know, we want to call a lady, you know, be a man <laughs> or a woman and, 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 you know, be around that energy. You know, it's so important. And I, I've seen this time and time again in my own life experientially, you know, with my wife, for example, when she goes in and hangs out with her friend, she's yep. just a, I mean, she's already great. Yep. All right. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But she's 10 times greater mm -hmm. when she comes back. It's like, I get all the benefit. And we you know? have a great time together. So when we come back around you. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's changing. It's mm -hmm. literally changing your, your, your hormonal landscape. 
You need you that. You got it. Yeah, it's all about oxytocin. And right. we know that oxytocin is the love and bonding hormone. It's the hormone of connection. And women do oxytocin so well. Mm-hmm. We know that when it comes to stress, men tend to go into fight or flight, and that's what raises cortisol. Women, one of the best ways they can deal with being stressed out is to be around other women to, you know, there's many ways for them to raise oxytocin, but they tend and befriend. And when you tend and befriend as a woman, it just, it makes, you know, if mama's happy, everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. <laughs> and That's what, right. what we do when we tend to have problems with our hormones, many people tend to isolate, you know, yeah. and withdraw when, and you, and everybody listening, you know, you probably know experientially, even when you're feeling down and depressed and then you get around friends and family, people that you care about, you feel better. You know, you, like the depression isn't there when you're when you're in that situation, you know, and you take that with you. And it's just kind of cultivating it. We're so far removed from how our ancestors evolved, you know, where community was a consistent thing. Now it's like we're all on our own little island, you know, we're communicating via, you know, just the phone or email or something like that. When we are we're social creatures, mm-hmm. you know, and again, it's like it's it's damaging our hormones to not really pay attention to that. And of course. Shout out to all the introverts out there. I know, I know that it's not like you want to be with everybody all the time, but it is something that we do require as human beings to be the best version of ourselves. And really quickly, I want to touch on what you mentioned about cortisol being really out of sorts when you're not sleeping. You know, we, we, our normal cortisol cycle, you know, we should get a, a, a nice spike of cortisol in the morning and it's how we evolved again for the sole purpose of doing activity. You know, humans are not nocturnal creatures. And then the cortisol through the day should be going down and bottoming out in the evening, you know, when it gets dark. But a lot of people, like you said, are tired and wired. And this can be like upside down, flipped upside down, where they're waking up in the morning, cortisol is low. Mm -hmm. And they're at night, cortisol is up. And cortisol is the antithesis of melatonin. Okay, melatonin is a get good sleep hormone. All right, so if your cortisol is high, guess what? Melatonin is down. So even if you do fall off, you're not going to get the deep rejuvenative sleep that you need. So what we want to do is encourage our body to secrete more cortisol in the morning. Mm-hmm. So one of the best ways of doing that is doing some physical activity when you get up. It's one of the things you can do to help encourage that cortisol secretion in the morning. And what you want to do in the evening to help it wind down, first of all, don't exercise late. Mm-hmm. You know, that wouldn't be mm-hmm. a good idea. Trying to, you know, take a picture on Instagram so that you're dedicated in the gym at midnight. <laughs> I can't stand 24-hour gyms. <laughs> anyway, so... What you want to do is not work out too late and turn off the electronic devices. At least give yourself at least an hour, you know, especially just being exposed to the blue light spectrum coming from our devices that has been proven to cause your body to suppress the secretion of melatonin. You know, little simple tips like that. And, and Sleep Smarter is loaded with that. That is. These two books are a wonderful coupling, you know, <laughs> The Hormone Cure Sleep Smarter, because it's really part of an overall strategy for you to be one perfected human unit. You know, so let's talk about thyroid. Yeah. Well, I so love this list you just went through. I think it's so important to realize that we want to get cortisol to be just as you described. I kind of say it's, you know, it's at its peak within that normal range when you first wake up in the morning and then you want this downhill ski slope. And I just was reading this study, Sean. You know, I'm science girl. Can I geek out with you for a moment? Yes, (laughs) please. So there was just a a study I was reviewing that showed if you have a flat cortisol curve, so just as you described, it's not as high as it should be in the morning, and it's 
it's too high at night, so it's flat instead of a downhill ski slope, that is worse than smoking when it comes to your health, especially your cardiovascular health. So it's not like this is just some good idea that we want you to do. This is like crucial for you to rock your one precious life. So I just wanted to emphasize that point. You asked about the thyroid, so let me give you a couple of tips there. When it comes to the thyroid, there's actually not herbs that I was able to find. I went through about 2,000 studies for the hormone cure. I couldn't find any herbs that were effective, even though I had been prescribed a whole bunch of herbs by my Ayurvedic physician for my own thyroid. So when it comes to your thyroid, it's really important that you make sure you're filling the thyroid nutrient gaps. Mm. And those gaps, which I see all the time in my practice, are common in men and women. Those gaps are copper, zinc, selenium, iodine, vitamin D. So those are the key nutrients that you need for your thyroid to be functioning effectively. One of the ways of filling those gaps and just being really simple about it is to take a high-potency multivitamin. I think you know a high-potency multivitamin that has those nutrients is one of those ways of just filling the gap. Another thing you can do is you can test and see if you're low in any of those nutrients. A second thing that's important for the thyroid that a lot of people forget about is vitamin D vitamin D. You know, we still are in a situation where so many people are low in vitamin D, even though it's, it's one of the most important hormones in your body. So vitamin D is kind of a a BFF with your thyroid. And I really encourage people to have a vitamin D level somewhere around 75 to 90, because so many of us just aren't getting enough. And then the third thing that I think is really important for the thyroid is to make sure that you're getting When it comes to the thyroid, you have to test it along with looking for symptoms. And you want to make sure that you're not just getting kind of the the conventional medicine test where they look at your TSH, your thyroid-stimulating hormone, maybe a free T4, which is the storage thyroid hormone. You actually want to look at your free T3, which is the high-potency active thyroid hormone. So free T3. And if you're a stress case, I also recommend checking a reverse T3. In fact, you can track your ratio of free T3 to reverse T3. So those are three tips for the thyroid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So many people today, thyroid issues, you yes. know, it's just, it's, it's so common. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I talk about my program in, in the fat loss code, I do a section called metabolism 101 and really dive in. I do like a 30 minute video and, you know, break out the blackboard and kind of break down the thyroid itself and talking about this organ and how it functions. It's a very, you know, it's often referred to as like the number one endocrine gland as far as our, our metabolism is concerned, you know, kind of like the heart of our metabolism. This gland is so metabolically active and, and potent. And the interesting thing is like we're talking about the electrical, like we're, we're bioelectrical beings, you know, and the, the thyroid gland is the most negatively charged gland in our body okay it's so charged up which means that they're going to be if we get to like basic biochemistry basic stuff you know a lot of electrons okay and so opposites attract Mm -hmm. right so this this gland is so negatively charged and active it's going to have a tendency to attract a lot of positively charged ions okay which are in our environment like heavy metals for example so our thyroid is going to be in our world is again we, we didn't evolve around the stuff we're around now. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be such a problem. But in our world today, we're constantly bombarded with very abnormal substances, you know, radioactive isotopes and, and heavy metals and all this crazy stuff that can bind and start to depress your thyroid function. 
You know, so I like to recommend people to do something safe and gentle because as Dr. Sarah mentioned, like I was looking for years to just keep my eyes open for something for the thyroid as far as natural supplementation. But I think it's more so with me, my approach is to do something to help the body to detoxify Mm -hmm. some of this stuff, like give it a little bit of assistance. So I really like zeolites Mm -hmm. for that purpose. You know, so zeolites and also, you know, you can go back to like bentonite clays and things like that. But zeolites are very, very effective for this. And there's a lot of research coming out more and more talking about the effectiveness for zeolites. And it's very safe because one of the things that's interesting about our body is it's so resilient and it's so protective of itself. You know, so certain organs in your body will like hold on to stuff so it doesn't get somewhere else. You know, like the liver would just like hold on to things so it doesn't like. Mm -hmm mess with your brain or something you know but so it it holds on to it until it gets the opportunity to detoxify it safely so something like zeolites can be helpful for people dealing with thyroid issues so i just wanted to put that out there so we got the cortisol we got thyroid talk about this estrogen dominance what's going on there estrogen dominance well this is another place you know you just talked about the toxins that we're exposed to heavy metals endocrine disruptors that's like a whole other show to get into some of the details of that and how do you help your body with this innate intelligence around detoxification so similar issue when it comes to estrogen dominance this is something i see in both men and women you know for men as they get older they tend to be lower in testosterone and estrogen starts to climb. So you really want to be tracking the ratio of testosterone to estrogen in the guys. And in the women, you want to be tracking your progesterone to estradiol. So what do you do about it? Well, the first tip, and I just want to pause here, Sean, because this one does not make me super popular, but I think it's important Mm -hmm. to be said. The first tip is to reduce alcohol. And I say this because I have so many people that I work with who are attached to their glass or two or three of wine or their cocktail, or in my husband's case, he loves IPA beer. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just think it's crucial to realize when you drink alcohol, it raises your bad estrogen levels. And as you get older, your liver is not as able to get rid of the alcohol to detoxify you. So you want to be really honest about why you're using alcohol. I'm not saying everybody has to get off of it. I'm saying maybe drink less, better quality. Right. Yeah. Start there. Right. Start there. So that's first. Second is you want to be aware of how you're using caffeine. And I'm not saying everybody has to get off of the coffee and off the tea, but there are some people like me who are slow metabolizers of caffeine. I have that issue genetically, and it means that my progesterone will be out of balance. It'll be too low if I'm drinking too much coffee because coffee will make me make too much cortisol. It then makes less progesterone, and so I'm more likely to have estrogen dominance. And this is something I see pretty commonly. So if you're using caffeine as a crutch, mm-hmm. you want to be honest about that. And I, you know, that's one of the reasons why I lead a detox. I get people to get off the alcohol, get off the caffeine for two weeks twice a year because I, I just think it's so important for your health. Not everybody needs to be off it the rest of the year, but some people do. And then the third one, I know this is a family show, but the third one is orgasm. So orgasm, especially in women, 
helps to balance your estrogen. It also makes your thyroid more efficient. It lowers cortisol. So that's one of my favorites. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that at all. Highly encouraged. It makes the world a better place for sure. It absolutely does. And I'll, I'll give you a few other tips just because, you know, some people just don't want to go there. There's some supplements that can be helpful. Resveratrol is one of my favorites. You know, it it got a lot of press about three, five years ago, but it's one of those herbs that can help you make more of the good estrogens and fewer of the bad estrogens. Another supplement that I like is DIM, diendolmethane, Mm -hmm. which is an extract from cruciferous vegetables. Eating more cruciferous vegetables is going to help you with your estrogen level. It's going to help your liver just clean out and detoxify, get rid of the bad estrogens. Right. The resveratrol, that was one of the loopholes for people that were getting their wine on, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I'm not talking about like wah, wine. I'm talking about drinky, drinky, you know, and because the resveratrol is found in, in, in red wine in particular, uh, which is wonderful. It's a wonderful source, but of course, you can get it as a, as a supplement form as well. And, and Dr. Sarah, you're really just being, you're just telling it like it is, you know, it is what it is. We know that alcohol can be a problem, you know, mm-hmm. and if we're really interested in getting our hormones back on track and feeling good, then we might want to, you know, like you said, just kind of address and question, like, what are we doing this for? You know, and again, it's not like we can't have it. It's just putting it in its proper place instead of it putting you in a place, you know? So, wow. I think a lot of people, you know, they get a little too much more than their liver can handle and then they don't sleep well that night. And it just, you know, it has that domino effect we were talking about earlier where cortisol's higher, they're making bad food choices. Mm -hmm. So I I totally agree with you. Awesome. Well, let's talk really quickly about something in your book you mentioned. I was like, yes, yes. The circadian congruence. So oh, yes. what, is, how, what does that have to do with hormones? Well, a lot of people don't realize that you have this inner clock and your inner clock, also known as the circadian rhythm, is the way that you release every hormone. You know, we've talked today about cortisol, estrogen, thyroid, melatonin, testosterone, all of these are released on your inner clock. And there's so many things that disrupt your inner clock and then disrupt your hormones. So what we want to be doing is not tweaking and fixing every single hormone. We want to be smarter about it. We want to look upstream at your circadian rhythm. So this is where, you know, you talked earlier about limiting the light that you get at night, the artificial light, especially on your iPad or your your Kindle or your your laptop, I put people on a curfew. Like, I think it's it's really good to just stay off of the the screens after 7 p.m. So light at night disrupts your inner clock. Food can disrupt your inner clock. So we know that when you eat carbs can determine what's going on with your cortisol level. We mentioned alcohol. That can disrupt your inner clock. Stress, we talked about stress. And then exercise. I really like this point you made when it comes to cortisol about exercising when you get up in the morning because exercise, especially if you're pushing yourself pretty hard, it can raise your cortisol level. So if you're low cortisol in the morning and all you can think about is, you know, making a cup of coffee, if you do what Sean talked about, which is to exercise when you get up, that's going to help you get that, that peak cortisol in the morning. Awesome. Such great stuff. So many great Mm -hmm. tips layered in here. Dr. Sarah, do you got like three more minutes? Maybe we could talk about a couple of quick questions. Oh, you got it. All right. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions that came up and I was interested in as well, and I actually get it a lot. It really triggered when you were telling your story 
as well about, you know, sitting on the, the doctor's table and him prescribing birth control pills to manage some hormonal thing. So what are some of the issues with the pill? You know, why, why do we not want to jump to that or, and or even using it as a birth control method? Are there any other birth control methods that you can recommend outside of birth control pills? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Sean, and say that prescribing the birth control pill, I think, is the number one hormone disruptor that we have in this country. Wow. So I, I really don't believe in the widespread use of the birth control pill. What happens is you get these synthetic hormones and they change your natural hormone balance. One of the things they do is they rob you of your free testosterone. So here's what happens. You know, the fallout of that is about 20 to 25% of women on the pill have vaginal dryness. And they're young. They're, you know, like 18 or in their 20s or in their 30s. And they're thinking, why do I have dryness? And they're too shy to talk to their doctor about it because they can't understand it's something they heard about in menopause. Another thing that happens, and I'm a gynecologist, so I hope you're okay with me saying this, it can shrink the clitoris up to 20%. Mm. And that is not a good thing, my friends. So I'm not a fan of the pill. The alternatives that I think are a much better choice, you can use condoms. You can use it with a combination of some natural family planning where you have outer course around the time that you're ovulating and you're using condoms together with some other methods like the diaphragm. Another thing I really like is the IUD, the copper IUD. It doesn't have any hormones. And here's the interesting part, Sean. Women who use the copper IUD which is the least used of all contraception, are the most satisfied customers. So there's this total disconnect where it's used by the fewest number of women, and yet the women who use it are super fans. They absolutely love it. So we got to change that. Mm-hmm. You know, something that I'm aware of is just the, the calendar method, rhythm, the rhythm method, and just yes. women taking back control of understanding their cycle mm-hmm. you know and when when are you ovulating when are you super fertile mm-hmm. chances are those are time when you want to have sex the most mm-hmm. you know but coincidentally just understanding that there's even apps you can get on your phone mm-hmm. you can get a phone little app thing that tells you you know this is not a good day <laughs> tell tell him he has to wear a condom and it is what it is you know so there's so many different methods and i'm so glad that you brought that up because the the birth control is just understanding first and foremost we're talking about seriously altering your hormones Mm -hmm. this is not just something you take and it's just whatever Mm -hmm. you know we're taking something that's going to alter all these different hormones your thyroid estrogen your cortisol it's going to impact everything because as dr sarah said hormones do not operate in a vacuum it's not going to just touch one thing it's touching everything well our cycles are a prime example of a very fundamental clock and rhythm absolutely yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah we talked about the circadian rhythm you know, kind of this daily 24-hour rhythm that we have. And I totally agree with you. I feel like another crucial message here for all of our listeners is to tune into that inner clock because it's not just the 24-hour clock. It's also the the month-long, you know, on average 28-day clock that women go through. We want to really be promoting our natural cycles and attuning to them, not just masking them or preventing them with the birth control pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, that's one, we'll touch on one last question, and that's one that I saw pretty consistently. 
And somebody even posted like, there would be world peace <laughs> if it wasn't not for right. the symptoms of PMS. Mm. So mm-hmm. we've already talked a little bit about some of the underlying causes here, but can we be, let's, let's talk a little bit more about it. What are some of the, the, the fundamental reasons why women are experiencing PMS and what are like one or two things we could do about it? Oh, yeah. Well, here's what we know with women with PMS. They have a problem with estrogen and progesterone. They have estrogen dominance, usually low progesterone, high estrogen, and then hormonally, they also tend to have high cortisol, and that especially triggers the food cravings, the sugar cravings up to a week before their period. In fact, women with PMS eat 275% more refined carbohydrates the week before their period compared to women without PMS. I am a recovering person with PMS, so I can really relate to this. Here's what is helpful. In my Gottfried Protocol, this is all in Chapter 5 of my book, I go through how to fill those nutrient gaps first. That's Step 1. Mm-hmm. And the common nutrient gaps when it comes to PMS are B1, B2, and B6. Vitamin B1, B2, B6. So you want to take a high-potency B vitamin if you have PMS. The second thing that's really helpful, and this is just such a aha moment for me, is that there's an herb called chasteberry. And a lot of people haven't heard about it, but it's actually as effective as taking an antidepressant for PMS. You know, for the people who end up on Prozac or Zoloft or one of those other prescription medications, which has its own problems, they don't realize that Chaseberry has four randomized trials, which is the best kind of evidence you would ever want to have for a hormonal intervention. You can take Chaseberry and it'll really help you with PMS. So those are my favorite tips for reversing PMS and getting world peace. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am for world peace. Dr. Sarah, this has been amazing. And you've brought up so many interesting points and things to consider. And just for the guys out there, obviously we need to know this stuff too, because we need to be there and to be supportive and understand these cycles and understand how to be supportive where we need to be as far as helping our female friends, Mm -hmm. our partners to really cultivate having healthy hormone cycles because everybody's going to benefit, number one. And number two, I just want to touch on really quickly, you brought up DIM, you know, the supplement DIM. That's really effective for blocking aromatization, which for guys, this is a process where your valuable testosterone can get stolen, get, can get converted into estrogen. And one of the things that really does that is eating a carbohydrate, like a high carbohydrate mm-hmm. diet, eating a lot of, you know, crazy stuff like the Cinnabons. We talked about cakes and... But guys tend to go for like pasta, right? We don't really, you know, for whatever reason, like we like those starchy kind of stuff instead of like sweets for, for the most part. But those things can increase your aromatization and you can be converting your testosterone into estrogen. DIM is a valuable supplement that can help out with that. So I wanted to make that point really quickly. And, but the bottom line is hormones matter and we need to understand our bodies. Mm-hmm. And this book is mandatory, um, absolutely amazing for us really getting this education. And Dr. Sarah, thank you so much. I want to ask you one last question that I like Mm -hmm. to ask my guests, which is, what is the model that you're here to set with your work and your life? What is the example that you're here to set? What comes to mind, Sean, first is balance. And I want to talk about balance just for a moment, because I think a lot of people say, I want to get my hormones into balance. And they think balance is this destination you know, where they have the perfect testosterone. They're taking their DIM. You know, they're a guy and their testosterone was getting stolen. They're taking their DIM now and now they have the perfect testosterone. 
The model I want to share is that balance is a process. And sometimes it's not, you know, like a seesaw that is perfectly horizontal. It's more that you're preventing the seesaw from slamming into the ground. So I would say the model is, you know, to ask the empowering questions, to look at balance as a process, and to really get your hormones working for you, not against you. Beautiful. Love it. Loves it. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Sarah. You are amazing. Can you let everybody know, again, where they can connect with you, get more information, and where they can find your book? Sure. So you can find my book at thehormonecurebook.com. I've got my quiz at thehormonecurebook.com forward slash quiz and the mothership where I have a lot of information and free gifts is saragottfriedmd.com. It's S-A-R-A-G-O-T-T-F-R-I-E-D-M-D.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Thank Sarah. This has been so, so amazing, enlightening, and I appreciate mm. you beyond words. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Jade. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. I hope that you got a lot of value out of this. Make sure to share the show and we'll be back real soon with more greatness for you. Take care and talk soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.